Today, as we begin our service, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to start thinking about how we can help one another to become more Christ-like. Whether you've been coming to this church for a long time or are relatively new here, this challenge is for all of us. Whether you're young in the faith or old in the faith, it's for all of us. And you've probably heard, if you've been a Christian for very long, about what I'm going to share with you before. But the thoughts and the challenge that I'm about to share with you today is scary. At least it is for me. Because this challenge, this challenge is not something I'm good at but I'm trying to get better. So I'd like to open again today in a little different way. Good morning. My name is Randy, and I'm a sinner. What comes to your mind when you think of the word sinner? We usually think of scripture verses like adulterer or all kinds of different things, murderers. One definition of a sinner is a person who transgresses against divine law by committing an immoral act or act, or acts, sorry. And Paul tells us that we wouldn't even know what sin was if it wasn't for God's laws. In January, our memory verse was Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. And it says, and you were dead in your trespasses, and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. That's what we used to be like. Do you believe those words that Paul wrote about who you once were? I've thought about that a lot over the past couple months, and if I'm honest with myself, I do. I look back and I realize that I came from a pretty dark place. And as someone who believes in Christ's redemption and salvation, and as someone who's trying not to become a child of wrath, like the rest of mankind, how do we get closer to God? How do we become more like Jesus? One way of many is by coming accountable to another believer in Christ. And here's why. How often do we try to hide who we really are and what's really going on in our lives from others? How often do we try to make ourselves look better to others than we know in reality that we are? Or how often do we seek for approval for someone other than God? If I was honest, I do it a lot more than I want to admit. As a leader in this church, I'd like you to think that I've got it all 
Okay, well, maybe just mostly together, but I don't. I don't have it together. And if it looks like that way, it's only a facade. And in all honesty, over the years, I've had many gods other than the one true God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And many times, I've relied on someone other than Jesus, usually myself, and my own talents and abilities to get me through my struggles. Over the years, I've been a liar, a cheater, an adulterer. I've been selfish. I lack faith and patience. I'm prideful and conceited. I've coveted other people's things, wishing they were mine, forgiving someone. Sometimes forgiving someone comes really, really hard. I've turned my back on God, even when I knew better. And at times, I struggle with the desire to be right, even at the expense of sharing God's love to someone and becoming a clanging symbol. And I could go on, but I'm sure by now that you get the picture that I'm a sinner, that I fall short of the glory of God because I allow something to get between me and God. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we, and what I mean by we is those of us who are the followers of Christ, stopped trying to pretend that we aren't sinners and that we have it all together. Let's be truthful. None of us are perfect. So my encouragement today, the challenge today, is let's try to start to be honest with someone one person, another Christ follower that you can trust. And I know that this is pretty scary, at least it is for me, because I've been hurt doing this before. But I still keep trying, because I believe that I, I believe that we all need it. We need to be accountable to somebody so we're not allowing our own minds and vices to run wild. It's not easy coming up here and telling you that I've messed up and that I don't have it all together. Aren't your leaders supposed to have it all together? I don't. But one of the biggest obstacles that we face in this whole situation of wanting to become accountable to somebody is we generally don't want to tell anybody that we're struggling with anything. Even simple things, let alone struggling with sin and shame that separates us from God. We don't want to tell anybody that. My foolish pride and my self-reliance and self-sufficiency thinks that I can get through my sin by myself and that I can do it on my own. My pride wants me to justify my sinful actions and hide them from you. And one of the biggest reasons I don't like to admit that I need help is 
I want to maintain my reputation. My pride kicks in and, and says, don't do it. You can figure it out on your own. You can do it yourself. Keep it hidden. Don't tell anybody. Because if they knew what your sin was, they wouldn't love you anymore. So we try to look good on the outside while we're struggling and hurting and in pain on the inside. We hold all this stuff in and God doesn't want us to. I hate to say it, but I will continue to mess up for the rest of my life. And I will fall short of God's laws even if I'm trying not to. And if as a leader, I won't admit that I need help and that I can't do it on my own and that I need other believers to help me, how can I expect you to realize that you also need help from another believer in Christ as well? We need each other. And we need to realize that we will never grow closer to or deeper in Jesus if we remain alone and isolated in our darkness, trying to hide our sins and trying to do it on our own. And if we remain in darkness, we will always be fearful that someone will find out and expose our sin. We'll always be looking over our shoulder. February's memory verse was Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, even when we were dead in our trespasses, Christ made us alive together, and by grace you have been saved. We've been made alive together by Christ. God's love. God's love for each one of us so amazes me. God wants to make us alive together with Christ. Can you believe that? Why would God want to choose to, to love someone like me? Someone who has betrayed him has turned his back on him at times, and still struggles with sin. Why? Because God is rich in mercy, and because of the great love with, with which he loved each one of us, he sent his son to die for my sins and for yours. He loves us that much. Every day, every day, each one of us here face struggles and temptations all around us that want to draw us back into sin. But if I turn to Jesus, I know there is one. There is a God who forgives me. There is one who will redeem me. And if I turn to him, there is one, Jesus who wants to lead me out of my darkness and isolation and into the light and fellowship with another believer. 
God wants us to learn to help each other. The very first song we sang today from John 13, 35. They'll know we are Christians by our love for one another. Jesus said, a new command I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. So we all need someone, another Christ follower, a flesh and blood someone to help us to stay accountable and stay focused on God. And isn't that what it's all about? Is to stay focused on God so we can grow in our relationship with him? The pride part of me wants to hold on to the illusion that I can do it by myself and that I'm better than I actually am. Or, or at least I'm better than so-and-so down the street. My sins aren't as bad as, as theirs are. My heart tells me that I need help. But my head says that I can do it on, myself, on my own. But we need to realize we really do need each other. We're not meant to do it on its own. And here's the kicker. Did you know that God uses imperfect people to help imperfect people like you and I? Each one of us are imperfect in our own ways. And yet God can use us to help one another, to help each other to grow, to help each other to stay on track. That's pretty cool. You see, we, we generally sin alone, but we heal together. In James, it says to confess your sins to one another so that we can be what? So that we can be healed. By confessing our sins to one another, we are healed. We're healed not only physically, but spiritually and emotionally and relationally as well. By working together, we can be healed because we can't do it on our own. And this month, as we read earlier, the memory verse, Ephesians 2, goes on to say, and it starts out, and, meaning God, raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Here's a question. Would you like God to show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards you in Christ Jesus? I would. I long to see more of what Christ can do in and through us and in this community. Matt talked about this last week. He spoke on this verse, that it's a privilege to be with Christ. 
and that our purpose is to serve him. Our purpose is to serve him in love, to walk in the light as he has walked in the light, to become a servant of all. Pride, self-reliance, and especially isolation will separate us from God and from his light and from his healing and from others who can come alongside and help us to become more Christ-like. And if we want this church, if we really, really want this church to reach this community, then we need to walk in God's light and truth. And we need to be real with the people that we meet and let them know that we don't have it together, that we struggle with all kinds of issues and with sin as well. But, but we have a hope. There is a God. There is one. Jesus, who loves sinners and wants to redeem them and bring them to him. We have a God that loves people so much that he sent his son for each one of us. I have a hard time wrapping my head around that sometimes. But that's how much he loves us. We need a sign and an attitude in a heart that says imperfect people welcome here because we're all imperfect. We need to be open and welcome to everybody that God brings through those doors. And as we're out in the community, we need to be open to listen to God, to reach out and to, to speak to and to touch people that nobody else will. So today, I want to encourage you, if you're not already sharing your struggles and your sin with someone, I'd like to encourage and challenge you to at least try and find someone of the same sex, another believer in Christ that is trustworthy and one who won't judge you, someone who will help you to stay accountable and faithful to God and to God's word and help you to become more like Christ to become more loving to become more serving and to become open to mm -hmm. the possibilities that God has for us in this community for there are many find another believer and then ask them to get together for coffee and start the process to get to know each other so that the light that so that together we can bring the darkness that is in each one of us into the light now don't get me wrong and please hear me on this point i am not i repeat i am not asking you to start by telling everybody or even someone your deepest, darkest secrets right away. Start small. Build up trust. But start.
together, let's make an effort to reach out to someone so that they can help to bring Christ's character and light into our lives. We need help, each one of us. We can't do it on our own. Let's start to realize that the imperfect people that are sitting around you and the other imperfect believers in Christ that you know, they're a gift from God to you. Each one of you here is a gift from God to me, to everybody else in this room. Even if I don't know you well, you're a gift. And God wants to use other people to help us to get closer to him. Sometimes God uses a person with a personality that's similar to mine to remind me of how awful my personality is at times. You know? God has a sense of humor. So let's remember that today, today God wants to connect with you. Not only with each other, but right here, right now. He wanted to be connected with us through worship. And God wants to connect with you as we go into fellowship afterwards and into the potluck. Will you turn towards God and connect with him and with other people today. Let's turn towards God and to others. Amen. Do you have a final song?